Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End. Although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. Born in 1966, Vicki Dawn Jackson had been dreaming about being a nurse since she was a little girl. Maybe even like a Florence Nightingale type of figure and role model. She became a nurse in the small town of Nakona, Texas, in Montague County. She was respected and praised by those that worked with her. Nakona is a small town that has two stoplights in it. Vicki had been a nurse's aide since she was a junior in high school. She clearly cared for people that needed help as well as being kind in general. She fed them, gave them their medicine, bandaged up their wounds. She held their hands. She sat at patients' bedsides and suffered with them, just as they were suffering. Or did she suffer at all? She lived in a modest house in a modest neighborhood. Vicky owned multiple nurses' uniforms, which you could tell she had a lot of pride in. They were neatly pressed and kept in her closet. Along with her uniform, she took pride in her own appearance as well. She dyed her own hair and carefully tied her hair into a neat knot at the top of her head, so as to not get in the way, of course. She always believed good hygiene was important to put everyone she interacted with at ease, give people a comfortable feeling. She was polite to everyone she encountered. She seemed to enjoy her routine, like ordering the same thing for lunch, eating by herself, and saying hello to the same people every day, giving you a smile if she had run across you before at the hospital, maybe. Nakona General Hospital was a small hospital in a small town. It was a one-story brick building. It wasn't a busy sort of hospital in a bustling city. It had more of a calm, trickling sort of flow to patients needing help. It consisted of 18 rooms along one hallway. It was rare for all 18 rooms to be occupied. She made sure that all the patients on the floor knew that she was there to help them, should they need anything, including stopping by their rooms regularly throughout her shift just to check on them. To her co-workers, she was viewed as professional and just a caring person in general. Vicky seemed happy with any task that was asked of her. She really wasn't one to complain at whatever she was expected to do. Never showed any upset emotions of doing whatever menial tasks that needed to be done. This will change on December 11, 2000. This is the day Vicky decides to change her routine. She fills a syringe with myvicarium chloride, a short-term paralyzing drug that affects the respiratory system. Used in the event of tracheal intubation as an adjunct anesthesia. With this filled syringe, she decides to walk up and down the hallway until she can choose the perfect victim. According to police records, Vicky will be responsible for murdering 10 victims at Nakona General Hospital. It is suspected that she is responsible for even more murders and even more attempted murders than the 10 she is convicted of. Vicky was no mercy killer. Her targets were not individuals suffering from a terminal illness or people that couldn't handle their ongoing unbearable pain. She wasn't looking for attention either. In the fact that she would hurt a patient and then miraculously save them, once she started on this path, her goal wasn't to save anyone. 
Her victims consisted of people that she personally knew, elderly patients who she may have taken care of at a nursing home, parents of a former friend that she may have known while she was growing up, neighbors who may have lived close, and maybe even younger, more attractive women that she envied, like maybe even who she wanted to be, maybe even a family member. After a long legal wait, Vicky's trial is held in another city, probably due to the fact that Nakona was a city of 3,200 people who all wanted answers. Why a seemingly shy, polite, well-kept woman would turn into murdering people that she knew. She would plead no contest to the murders. Vicky will be sentenced to life in prison as the death penalty was never on the table. Would the victim's family ever figure out what her motive actually was? As I've already mentioned, Nakona is a small town and is located just south of the Oklahoma border. It is the backdrop of an almost abandoned downtown. It is like any other almost abandoned town with a grocery store, a bank, a barbershop, a couple gas stations, a few churches, a high school, and of course, Nakona General Hospital. Vicki and her family came from Indiana originally before moving to Nakona. Her father was a shade tree mechanic and her mother was a cook at a nursing home. Vicky would start out in the laundry room at the nursing home, and then she became a nurse's aide. It was no picnic, and she did whatever was asked of her. No matter what was thrown at her, she was always kind to the most difficult of patients and took pride in her work. Vicky couldn't remember a time when she didn't want to help people. Right up until the murders, no one in her town had a bad thing to say about her. If they happened to notice her, that is. She wasn't one to get in trouble growing up. She was low-key and restrained and didn't stand out in any sort of way. Not that she didn't attempt to be noticed. She just really wasn't. Like so many, Vicky got married, divorced, married, had two kids, while trying to save for college and better her life, as well as improve her family's life. She never gave herself a break. She knew she could do it all, the family and the career. Then she gets divorced for the second time. Jump to July 1997. Vicky gets married for the third time. The couple both work at Nakona General Hospital. He invited his loud alcoholic friends to the house on days off where Vicky and the kids had a hard time getting any sleep. Her two kids will leave and move in with their father, unwilling to live with the tension in the house. Could it be that she decided to murder others to make her own life matter? She has never once admitted guilt. Maybe that is because she doesn't feel any. She still has hopes of returning to nursing if only at the infirmary of the prison where she resides. She's been nicknamed Angel of Death. Gee, I wonder why. Wait, no I don't. My hope is that no one has to live in fear, ever. As always, I will never give up and read the signs. Special thanks to all the reading materials I could get my hands on, internet mostly, thanks to Texas Monthly and wikipedia.org. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rachel Vallisnor, and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End.